You okay with the windows Check. open? Um, nice. Oh, that yeah, that's ambient background noise if the window's open. And we've also got Big Ben. If I put my cup down on the table here, if I go. It's a very ominous kind of sound. So I'm going to put this piece of paper underneath it, and that's not going to help at all. But I'm going to feel better because feeling, feeling is everything. Right? Feeling is everything. That's why you buy shit because it makes you feel better um, a lot of the time. And I'm going to check it on the phone um, that it's going out. Okay. Because. Uh, Good morning. We are here in Lossy Mouth. <laughs> we are. We are. Lossy Mouth is a beautiful place to be, especially this morning. This morning was just top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, great sunrise here. Looking over the, the Firth to, to Bucky. Uh, sun was amazing. The sun was amazing this yeah, morning. Because I don't have headphones for you because I'm a spoon. Um, yeah, um, you have to talk into the mic. That. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I just uh, rather than insult other people, I just go around insulting myself, and then I feel better um, when people say it's okay. Dun, dun, dun. Let me just click the uh, button here. Make sure there's some audio coming through. There you go. There you go. There's audio coming through. We can uh, we can see ourselves. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I my. I specifically have my morning planned out. Yeah. Maiden Murray. Welcome to Maiden Murray. I specifically have my morning planned out where um get get my breakfast before the sun comes up and then as the sun comes up, sit with my computer and work away. But the bastard sun has moved. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. It's moved from there to there. Shocking. So, so I know I I so I'm gonna have to move my morning position. Can you believe it? Oh me! I know I've got to move from this side of the room to the other side of the room. It's Tough life, man. I, I, it, it, what I, else is gonna go wrong today? I don't know. I'm probably. <laughs> I, don't, I was Dear wondering. Son, could, please. Yeah. Could you please move return. it? Could you move it back? Could you put it back over there, please? I know it's you. I know you did it. Yeah, I know you did it. Just to yeah, just to just to just just to be like you. yeah, yeah. You're like I know I'll move the sun this morning so he doesn't get the sun because if you don't get, if you don't get just, it's all Looney Tunes. If you don't get the sun, you know, like if you don't get like 15 minutes of sun a day or something, you get you get sick. It's like there's some statistical average that the skin, the human body needs a certain minimum amount of uh, natural light. It needs to absorb from the sun each day. Otherwise, um, the, the body doesn't produce whatever it is that the body needs to produce. Mm -hmm. You probably know that. Um, I didn't know that you, you would die or you well, at least negatively suffer. Well, well, I know it, that... it won't happen instantly. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, the body is a fairly adaptable, amazing biological miracle to, to an extent. It is. I also am aware that you're talking about um, sunlight, mm -hmm. but also speaking of contact, human contact, and mm. babies who don't have human contact will sadly die. 
Is, is that um, true? Like if they, if they don't have contact with people? Yeah. Um, and I only know this because some consider them to be cruel tested this out okay on um with a placebo group as well of infants how do you i believe them to be orphans how do you test it out without it actually being cruelty well they tested it out to the point of these babies dying well obviously not obviously not dying well hopefully obviously not dying but almost dying. Are you serious? No, I'm serious. Because I know that the scientists have got a lot of weird experiments that they do do, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they push things to to extremes, and it's kind of crazy that we have we have laws in one country that say, "Oh, this is totally unethical. You shouldn't do this ever." And then you hop over the border to another country, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we don't have any laws about that at all." Yeah. I mean, just a, probably a Google search would come up with the group that did this, but I believe it was probably second world war time. Um, I'm not mm. going to uh, yeah. put some guesstimates on who and what location. Well, I'll tell you what. It happened, and yeah, at least a few dozen infants died oh, through this a... test. You know, there was um, they used to have hospitals called Helio Hospitals, where uh, people would go to receive sunlight therapy actually used to be whole helio hospitals they were called so it was like a giant sunbed rooms well people would just it'd be like mediterranean beaches i imagine people would people would just lie down in the sun and obviously find a sunny place probably up some mountain somewhere and um they would um they would be healed by the sunlight mm. and that would that was all that was the whole kind of therapy there was also Another experiment I read about, which was um, the uh, some scientists again, um, they wanted to discover if they the, ah, pronunciation they wanted to discover what the effect of uh, smoke and fumes and different gases were on kids, and so what they did was they they filtered these gases and smokes into kids' wards and hospitals, and then monitored. I mean, could you imagine anything more? The kids are already sick, right? And they're like, "Well, we'll just we'll just test it out on them because they're already sick anyway." And it, it, you know, as if you need to do something bad to know that it's bad. So right? yeah, they they were trying out what like poisonous substances. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, that's, just, <laughs> that's a dark topic. For <laughs> that's a dark. That's a dark Good topic. Good morning. Well, yep. <laughs> Good, good morning, good morning, world. How many, how many bodies are buried in your garden today? Wow. Hmm. <laughs> let's change the topic. Um, <laughs> let's, 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 let's zoom forward. I want to, um, I want to rewind. Yeah, because you've been away for two weeks. Uh, well, not away, away for two weeks. I haven't like seen you for two weeks because you've been busy with life, right? And you hopped off to uh barcelona was it yeah yeah for a few days went there for about five days five days okay so i got four days yeah can i can i um can i ask you some questions about barcelona Mm -hmm. because um i was there a hell of a long time ago and it was um a fantastic place to be 
apart from the fact my sunglasses got stolen, which uh, um, was my own fault. Right from under your nose. Right from under. Did, these, how do they do that? Where do they learn how how to do that? You've got to. If you, you if got you, to seize the moment, if you're if you're a thief, if you're the, yeah, if you're of that nature. If you, if you go on holiday now, you have to tie everything to you in some way so that it doesn't um, um, grow when wings. It, when it comes to a backpack, if we're sitting down, I generally put my leg through one of the arm straps. Do you actually consciously do that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, for that re for that very reason. And to, like I was on a train heading to Amsterdam Schiphol 10 plus years ago and two stops away. I'm sitting next to the door. The doors are opening. Um, my colleague, I was working offshore at the time. My colleague, we were just coming home. He was facing me. The train guy blows the whistle. The doors are about to shut and somebody just pokes their arm through and just grabs the backpack from below my my seat seriously and uh, my colleagues looking <laughs> at really me long arms my colleagues looking at me going he just stole your bag and i'm like what 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 doors are shut and i'm like oh. the, the door's already moving i'm going oh my god what do you do got it so with that in mind when you remember did you did you um did you look for the little break glass thing stop train no i never no you were just like you were like paralyzed with oh my god what happened yeah yeah i was uh, just like at the window going yeah because i actually am so in shock when we got to the airport before going to the police station in the airport mm -hmm. i went to the bathroom and it was only after i left that i realized i was in the women's bathroom <laughs> <laughs> just i was just in a blur i was just i had my laptop uh, i had a hard drive I just gotten like forty gigs of music from a guy on on the rig. Mm. Had photos on there that there was no other copy, and um, yeah, yeah. I would if if it, um, heaven help anyone who ever tries to steal anything from me, I will fuck them up something chronic. Right. If you find them, or even if you notice, I'm, I'm the guy that I'm, stole I'm, your sunglasses I'm managed fast. to get away. I'm fast, right? That's because I had about three beers before that. That's the other backstory there. It's like, uh, it, 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 how to make yourself an easy target? Go to a foreign country and drink three or four beers in a bar, and you know, and, and be alone. Which I was alone at that point in time, and in the bar, and that's okay. Well, obviously, easy target. Um, so, uh, anyway, what was the point? There was a funny story about that. That was the night a girl pulled a gun out on me. Yeah. That was a very weird night. Started what with... the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was out in the, <laughs> here we go. So, so was in the, was in the bar having a few beers and, uh, people coming in, going out, got chatting to a girl there and, um, Oh, very forward. She's like, you want to, you want to go to a, a club later? You know, after the bar closes. And I'm like, oh, is there any kind of? Because I have some listen to rock music and stuff, and didn't want to go to like that. That doesn't really appeal to me very much because I actually like to talk to people, and usually if it's it's just like so loud that you can't, you know. Don't like, don't. Do not go to a club oh. if you really want to have a good. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah generally yes. going to be too loud and, yeah yeah exactly. and and i don't I'll go know to a club I, to dance i like I, I like guitars in my music if i can't find a guitar in it or a piano then um i get a bit lost so uh any yeah for me i don't mind at all guitar yeah. or piano list music i'm quite a big fan of electronic and I just, the thing is i actually I, I listen to a lot of electronic music and um the, the some of it that i really like but i like the creative element of the music i i there's a lot of music which i think is not very well constructed or created or original or um it just follows four four time constantly all the way through and all the changes are really predictable and that just doesn't appeal to me at all um or or did, like yeah did, i tell you what what's kind of cool if there's if like songs where songs where the tempo changes and things and things speed up and slow down things go it's kind of really really interesting but you don't find that in clubs because people can't dance to that because it has to be the same kind of thing going on anyway maybe i mean that is a negative generally for like a, a club night mm, a house music yeah. or trance techno yeah it's always the same tempo generally mm. and that is um for me have a you major seen what stifle do, what do they call that stuff um is it called break or something where it's like one it's like 160 bpm club music have you because I, I was um this is a thing right this is a thing right i mean i don't know if you've ever tried to like if you're aware of those speeds like 120 bpm 140 and like yes. like 160 is a pretty if you're jogging it's right? fast it's fast it's good for jogging yeah yeah absolutely yeah. you know german bass is probably yeah. around 160. But they have clubs and i i believe you have to check it i believe it's called break music and i'm not sure if that's because you have to there's a high probability you'll break something if you try to dance to it, but like 160 BPM, and that's not the most extreme. And I had a that is a really good tempo for running. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good. Yeah, but try dancing to that. I mean, that it, I, it's, it's a challenge. Be like a two-step almost. It's, it, 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 it's a challenge. It's a good workout though, as well. I tell you that would that would that would be really good for maybe like a scar style dance where it's kind of like one foot yeah i think that's all you I'll can show do. you another i think another i think there's only like two different moves that people can do when they're like they're like a 160 bpm thing just quick quick little jumps <laughs> it, it's some kind of spasmodic movement um and it's quite because somebody showed me once and uh i was i was just speechless i was just like well that really wouldn't be much fun for me to be honest um anyway what's the point clubs so this girl was really forward right and uh so like, you want to go to some clubs or some kind of rock yes yeah, there's a rock club like play plays rock music and you know we go and i'm like okay let's go and she's been all forward and i'm being all yeah whatever not thinking very much <laughs> let's, let's have another beer see where this goes and um so bar closes and bar close did the bars in barcelona close earlier or they ones kind of open all night it might be open and we just left because of whatever anyway mm. so it's it's a city you don't know where you are it's dark it's night you're just going down some streets and she's like oh it's just over here you know it's around the next corner and just 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 down here just down here and after a while there's a the little voice in the back of my head is going oh, wait a minute 
right? It doesn't it doesn't look doesn't look too good. And we get to the street. It's really dark down the street. It's just down here. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> what am I getting myself into here? And we go down, and, and she stops at, at this door, and she's like, "Oh, you know what? This is this is the back. This is the back door to the club. This is." You know, the way I, I usually go in because of, I don't know, blah, 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 rock chick stuff. I don't know. And um, she's um, she's like, oh, I just got to get something out of my bag. And, she, and she's pulling stuff out of her bag and she, she pulls out a gun. And I'm like, what? And she, she's, she's holding it. She's like pointing. Said, no, I just got this for protection, you know. <laughs> protection from what? She's like, well, you never know. And I'm like, shit, break. But it was okay because she put it, she put so, it back she put it back in her bag and oh went into the goodness, club. Yeah. Okay. And it, it really was a club. Relief. Yeah. Um. I thought you were going to get robbed or shot. I th I thought I was in over my head to be honest because because I wasn't used to being picked up mm -hmm. by a girl. Mm -hmm. Right. It was uh I was, it was the other way around in my experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Bend over, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, um, I guess it, <laughs> I guess it works different ways in different countries, right? I guess there's just, there's different yeah. ways to look at it. And, uh, yeah. It was a good night. We, we, we kind of danced all night in the club and, um, I can't remember much about what happened in the morning because it was a lot of nonsense. Um. And I think I made the mistake of not staying in the center of the city. Mm -hmm. That was a mistake. So handy. Yes. Yeah, we were staying like right in the center. Yeah. yeah. In the Gothic area. And mm. Beautiful Good. views. Yeah, and things are Rooftop, always happening. Uh, swimming out. pool on the roof. You serious? Yeah. Swimming pool on the roof. Yeah. Well, literally, you could do like four strokes and you'd be at the other end. It's about, about six meters long. But, but still nice. Epic. Was it warm? No. It was very <laughs> cold. So I was managing to keep my cold water training going. Oh. Wow, that's cool. I didn't cool. see anybody else going in that pool. Well, they're all lightweights out there. Mm. They, they don't know. They, they, they don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They're all used to everything being warm. Very hot. Uh, very hot summers there. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, stay stay in the center. Stay central. It's always a good idea because I, I remember in the morning I had to get some bus to the middle of nowhere where I was staying. And I remember thinking, this is just ridiculously stupid because, because you have to get like that, the first bus in the morning or something. And, and you're half cut from the night before and the, the, the bus driver just looks at you like, like, like you're a piece of filth, which you are when you're on his bus. <laughs> and you've been out all night and it's whatever time in the morning anyway uh, so <clears throat> Barcelona um, it's an amazing city for various reasons the architecture mm -hmm. their history mm -hmm. they've managed to keep alive and protect a lot of the, the old churches mm -hmm. um, they're still working on the, the Gaudi church the, the Sagrada Familia. Yeah. Um, Still working. They've been building that for about 300 years. A long time. At least 100 years since he was alive, I believe. 
Um, mm. But it's amazing. I mean, it looks beautiful outside, apart from seeing the cranes um, doing the construction. <laughs> yeah. And then inside, like, it's breathtaking. Do they make you wear a hard hat? No, luckily inside, it's uh, it's all mm. safe. Yeah. And nothing falling down. So, yeah, depending on what time of day you go, like, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it is a church. So at times of the week, it will be used Does as it, a church without all the tourists. Does it have a roof on it? Yeah, yeah, very high roof. The So inside, it's almost like futuristic, in my opinion. <clears throat> it's a um, mixture of styles there. It's like a mixture of, like, the old style and Yeah, the new definitely style. outside. It definitely is a mixture. But yeah, inside we went at sunset, mm -hmm. and so the sun's coming through from one side and just glowing through mm -hmm. these giant colored panes, um, leaving some really good reflections on the on the roof. Can you, can you take pictures inside? Yes, you can. Uh, and there's a multitude of people taking pictures and video. Mm -hmm. Just everywhere you look, someone's got a camera taking a picture. Mm -hmm. I, on this occasion, just chose to more so enjoy the moment mm -hmm. so yeah sat down in the pew and uh, for about 20 30 minutes and just enjoyed the view um it's it's the way to do it it's the way to do it there definitely and so so, so it's actually a functioning church as well they have services you know? mm -hmm. yeah wow that's cool definitely so yeah there will be some cut-off times mm -hmm. where maybe the Sagrada Familia is for the locals Mm -hmm. um, or anyone who's a member of that church. And so at yeah. specific times, yeah, they will have it all to themselves, which would be amazing to experience when it's purely for worship and it's a lot mm -hmm. quieter without hundreds of people from all nations. I, I, I had a crazy experience in that church, actually, because you, you can climb up the towers to the top and observe the view. Okay. Yeah. And I... And like as you get to the top, there's less and less. When I was there a long time ago, there was less and less space until you get like the very top, and there's like there's a tiny little like platform for people, and you stand there. I got got to the top. When I got to the top, one of my friends was there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, whoa, That's okay. Cool. I was like, oh, what are you doing here? I don't know. On holiday, what are you doing here? Escape. <laughs> So uh, yeah, just getting away from everyone to come here to meet every meet everyone again. Yeah, um, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, you you met some uh, skaters, no? Oh uh, yeah, there was some skateboarders from Elgin and Lossy there, um, and I met them on the on the bus. Were they, were they going there to skate? Yep, they were there to skate for yeah. a week, I believe. Yeah. Um, maybe less than a week. I how do you take your board? Because I'm really curious about all these little things. But how do you how do you take your board with you when you go to skate in another country? Do you do you, can you take it like on the plane with you in your hand or? I I don't think there's any specific rules. I think it depends yeah. on the airline you're working with, the airport. Yeah. I did notice that one guy getting on the Barcelona to Edinburgh plane, he had his skateboard with him, mm -hmm. which was going to go like. In oh, the, up, up in yeah, the compartment above, yeah, above yeah, your yeah. head. Yeah. So that surprised me because at other times when I've taken my skateboard, they've gone, no, you can't take it on the plane. So then you mm. have to go through, you know, the whole bit well, what, in the cargo. 
Um, do you have to do you have to like then pack it especially i mean are you like you're like just about to get on the plane and they say no you can't take that or you know because on occasions yeah um and then on another occasion i had a long board and i put it on to literally just put a sticker on the base in the middle you know that's your that's your sticker they scan that boom that's connected to you that's going on that flight well it came, then it it came just... back from like we've been in cyprus or so i, I can't remember where but yeah, somehow my skateboard had got jammed and one of the skateboard wheels had almost been laved off. What? And there was literally no nothing left of that wheel. So it got jammed somewhere and uh, was making a right state oh. of my board and hopefully the machine was all right. But yeah. So you can't just put it in the hold? Well, you can, but it depends on who you speak to. Like I, I went with Ryanair to Barcelona two years ago with a skateboard mm -hmm. um, and I thought it was fine but on the way back Ryanair was like no you can't anyway I do you have to, have I, to pay extra then if you if you put yeah it in, that's the thing yeah. with Ryanair they try and jam you for anything they can um, oh it's two so, centimeters too long we need another 50 pounds yeah yeah something like that yeah yeah sneaky sneaky mm -hmm. I, I hate it when there's an extra charge that they don't tell you about that really is really not customer service and and you know customer centric customer oriented companies are going to tell you this is the price that's it mm -hmm. there, there's nothing extra when when companies start well this is the basic price and then there's uh, your booking fee which they don't tell you about and then there's uh tax for something that they don't tell you about and then there's uh, some weird kind of CO2 charge or I don't know, whatever they levy on stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nowadays. And it's like, but that's, and then I'm like, but that's not the original price. Yeah. I but, got a few experiences of that recently. One was a Kickstarter project that I backed mm -hmm. and the delivery fee was like 30 pounds. Fair enough. It's coming from America. Mm -hmm. um, and then probably about two months later, they're saying, ah, oh, if you pay us like another 80 pounds, then it's, delivery friendly you're not going to get any custom charges we'll deal with that yeah i paid it well, did, but did... i messaged them yesterday because for whatever reason we're in contact again mm -hmm. and i was telling them like this is not right because yeah. they went up front with how much it was going to cost so yeah i could risk like just facing the customs charges but maybe it's going to be more than 80 pounds um i don't know so i'm a bit peeved off that they didn't take that into consideration when during the initial delivery fees why don't they just give like i know that people like there's this uh well i'll just look at the price and that's it yeah but um things that i like i like about ebay that there's no hidden cost i can i can see a product i can see the price and i know i'm not going to get hit for anything else on top of that price at mm -hmm. all and i feel so confident advertisement for ebay i feel i feel so confident uh like buying through that company because i know that i'm not going to get hit for any extra charge at any point in time mm -hmm. yeah like even if you're getting stuff sent from china there is no extra charge it's generally mm -hmm. termed as e-packet e-packet yeah. some sort of model where companies from china are not going to mm -hmm. get charges mm -hmm. for delivering to say europe to america so we're not going to get these surprise custom charges however i did on a few packages 
that was sent from China. So it just does sour the experience a little bit. Um, and then you wonder why that product was that cheap. And then, oh yeah, that's because I got custom charged as well. Um, but nevertheless, there was a guy um, in Barcelona who was um, selling the roses. Mm-hmm. And he met us in um, a shopping mall. So he came over and was chatting to us and we're like, what's he up to? Mm-hmm. Um, chatted for a bit, said, oh, okay, yeah, his brother's in, in London, Manchester, very good. <laughs> That's where I'm originally from. Uh-huh. Um, and he says, oh, your girlfriend's very beautiful. Um, these are for you. Um, but he gave them to me to give to her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, there you go. These are from him. And we carried on chatting for a bit. And then at the, about two minutes later, he's like, uh, two euros. And I'm like, dude, you said it was a gift. You know what? It was really nice speaking to him. But when that turned around, you're just like, it's like the additional charges. Oh, you're like, yeah, if yeah. you'd just known, maybe you would have. Yeah, be upfront about it. It's like if, um, like I've seen these... Um, I don't know if they're homeless or whatever people on the street selling those those magazines that they sell to make money to yeah, live, right? Big issue. And um, yeah, and in different countries they have like different versions of it. Yeah, so I've seen it like in a lot of different countries, and I've seen so many of these sellers, like you buy the magazine from them, and then they ask you for more money, mm-hmm. and you and they're like, you know, I just need I just need two euros more after you buy. Really, the, never, the, never experienced that. I, I would I, prefer to just give them money yep. and say, "Keep the magazine." I'm not going to read it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a. I once had a debate with somebody about you know whether or not to give money to people in that kind of situation, and I'd rather give. I'd, I'd rather give anything but money. You know, I'd rather give time. I'd rather give. Um. Probably, they probably don't want advice, but um, you know, I might give that. Or you know, I'd rather give, I'd, I'd rather buy food myself and give them some of the food that I bought than give them the money, just because I think that they might be in that kind of situation because they've been unable to handle the money in the first place. Yeah, sure. And giving them more of something without knowing if if you're contributing <clears throat> to the problem might not be might not be such a good idea. On the other hand, it might save their life. I, I don't know. I just don't have enough information there. But I always think that, um, you know, I've like, I've got, I don't, I've been in situations where I've got like some shopping and I've like, I don't know, bought some apples or something or whatever. And I'd be like, look, here's a bag of apples, you know, mm-hmm. rather than give them. Yeah, give give them food instead. Yeah. See what they tell yeah. you. So, so not up for yeah, something yeah. healthy, um, you know, soggy. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, it. And then you see from their reaction if, you know, they're really, you know, grateful for that. Or they're, they're, they're like, oh, wow, thank you very much. I'm like, oh, you know, any little bit I can do to help, I'll, I'll, I'll sure, do it. Sure. But if they go like, and, and have you any money? It's just like, oh, come on. You know, you can, you can do, you can do better than that. Yeah. Right. Or I once gave a homeless person about 70 euros actually back in Barcelona. Yeah, but wow. that was kind of my daily budget, okay. and I hadn't spent anything, and I was just oh, like wow. reading a book on the on a bench, and this an girl to was looking a bit ragged, mm-hmm. um, and I gave her like that money, explained why, and she was amazed because she was like, "Right, that's good. I can wash my clothes. Yep. 
and I don't have to go and sleep on the mm. beach for like the next like three nights at least. So she was very thankful. That's um, <laughs> and as a woman, a, like she got a lot a of hassle as well from yeah. other homeless oh, people yeah. and just that's, 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 you know nowhere nowhere that's crazy protected. Yeah. So she was pretty thankful. I mean, look, it's one thing if you're if you're a guy and you're homeless, right? If you're a woman and you're homeless, it must be a complete nightmare because there must be like zero security in mm. that in that situation. I'd imagine a dog is a really good thing to have if you're mm. homeless. You know, maybe if it's going to protect you. Well, in that sense, yeah. Bark, at least alert you to um, a situation that might be arising, someone sketchy, you know. Protection. Checking you out or going to approach. Well, there's also the whole psychology of having a dog, which is people like dogs. And so, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's usually a semi-cute dog. Mm -hmm. Um, And they say, oh, you're such a nice dog. And it's a conversation starter as well if someone's got a dog so it's a way of bridging bridging the gap in certain situations and dogs like other dogs as well so you know you go out and their dog plays with another dog and they get talking to somebody so um do we have any um particular point point <laughs> to, our, <coughs> to our thing we're, today we're great okay. at going off oh yeah okay um, we, focus we need to focus we have a focus we do have a focus yeah. well um, the focus was good, good and bad ideas for art, which I didn't mention at the start. Um, okay. Because, because um, we both have this. Um, we've Talking been, for. we've been, we didn't. Th- it's up the top there. It's Thirty-three minutes, thirty seconds so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You take you t- you take a break because you've been you've been busy doing. He's been busy doing a hell of a lot of things this morning. Oh, there you go. Um, He's been out. He's been out and about. Nate's been out and about. Um, I didn't do any introduction. I just started. Um, I didn't say my name's G. I'm your host. Dun dun dun. And I also didn't introduce Nate. Um, from Nate Portraits and Murray Jewel, who um, who lives just down the road and hangs out and drops in whenever he can. So um. Nate, he showed me his pictures. He's been out. He's got all his camera gear just over there, out of the, out of the view, and um, he was out this morning taking pictures of the sunrise, and they're absolutely incredible photographs. And um, um, his, he he takes so like like a lot of artists, he does so much great work, and then what he and and then he keeps a lot of it to himself. I'm always trying to tell you, put out more. You know, I got these videos, put out, put out more of the videos, put out more of the pictures. He's like, no, no, I'm just going to put out a little bit here, a little bit there, one or two little, little shots. And um, I think that, and we have this debate, we have this debate about, you know, quality and content. And I'm very much a believer that, that through quantity, you will get to some level of quality. However, that's not the full picture because scarcity also creates value. So the less there is of something, the more valuable it is. And you see this with companies like Apple, when they produce new products, they have a limited amount of that new product that they release. There's scarcity. Um, there's not a high volume of the product. People want the product because the advertising and marketing is uh, <clears throat> losing my voice. <clears throat> 
excuse me, the advertising and the marketing is uh, is is good. They they know what the public wants, and um, you know it's, it's a, people make a big investment in Apple, and um, it's a it's a brand leader. It's a market leader, and um, you know they can charge high prices because there's not a lot of the product available at the beginning. And they generally tend to uh, sell out. The same, same has been true recently for uh, things like um, Facebook's um, Facebook's Oculus system. So, Facebook's Oculus system has. Um, <laughs> it's my daughter with a panda. Um, um, which um, <laughs> which has a name of a character from Lord of the Rings, which is kind of crazy because she hasn't watched Lord of the Rings. So, anyway, um, so what was I talking about? Um, no, uh, quality and scarcity and value. So, you know, value can be dictated by quality. It can also be dictated by scarcity. You know, um, give you a crude example of that, right? If there's a, uh. So, so, so the crude, the crude example of the you know, quality, scarcity, etc. debate is uh, the girl. It's the it's, it's a story about the, the girl in the class who kisses all the boys, right? The girl in the class who <laughs> the girl in the class who kisses things going on. The girl in the class who kisses all the boys. Her kiss is completely devalued. Yeah, it's because she's kissed all the boys in the class. It's like the kiss is cheap and anybody can get it anywhere because it's cheap and anybody can get it anywhere. Nobody respects it. Nobody values it. And so if you limit what you produce or, or what you give or what you put out, then it tends to have a higher value. And so with art, very often when there's a limited quantity of something when there's a limited number of something you can actually charge a higher value for it and it's a marketing strategy but it's it's also nice to have something which is unique special individual rare something that other people don't have um yeah that's why original paintings are so expensive i imagine um i also imagine it's a bit crazy to be paying like 50 million for uh, for a work of art by, I don't know, Picasso or Braque or Cezanne or Van Gogh or or whoever. Um, I got my own theories about that. Um, I got my own theories that um, <laughs> it's a it's a great way to transfer large amounts of money around the planet if you uh, do it through uh, art and art galleries and auctions. Um, so uh, not everything is what it appears to be, which doesn't mean that it's bad at all. Uh, it just means there's more to the picture than meets the eye. And um, so, so Nate was off out this morning catching the sunrise, mm -hmm. and um, he was. Um, um, I don't know if he was doing a film or uh, if he was doing like pictures or what. What was what were you both? both yeah uh, so i was documenting with video yeah. uh, me going out to get a sunrise um oh wow uh, and i took that, a picture of me 
Document documenting the sunrise. Yeah. That that's such a great idea. That that's such a great idea to because more than I think more than the business, people invest in the people in the business. And I think more than the art, people invest in the artist. I think the art needs to be good at the end of the day. But I from my personal experience, nine out of ten people who buy art, and I'm talking about original art, not just some kind of print that's on some random website somewhere or not something you pick up in ikea or whatever nine out of ten people who buy art buy it because of the artist that's why they buy it like I, I've, I've known painters in my life who were fucking terrible right the 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 you know it's the stuff that it looks like a child painted it but an adult painted it yeah mm. i mean and look hey we have to realize not everybody is good at everything mm -hmm. right right i'm not a good racing car driver i'm not a good pilot i'm not even a good cook right so there's a hell of a lot of stuff that we're not good at in in life and um the same is true with art same is true with music as well you know there's a lot of music that's just it's just not quality um the individual differences individual preferences take that into account as well uh there's, there's also different fashions and different periods of things as well. And different things mean different things in different countries, right? What might sell for a million here might be laughed at somewhere else. There might be a better way to spend a million as well. So um, what, was, what was the point I was making? I don't know. I don't know. And buying off, you're buying oh, the buy, Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so the people buy the art. <laughs> That's why I need somebody else here because I just forget what I'm talking about. The... People buy the people have that I know. They bought the art. They bought the painting because they know the painter, not because the painting was great. And that's why the artist is as important as the art. I think. Yeah, very valid. Um, to add to that, I would yeah. say it's also to do with like the hype mm. around either the art artist or hype around the hype so it can mm -hmm. exponentially get way more interest for that specific artist and for that mm -hmm. specific work because other people like it so mm -hmm. other people jump on oh that's that artist that's that mm -hmm. musician that's that famous person for and maybe they're not actually interested but because mm -hmm. they're famous because they have already a following it's so much easier to then get more of a following i think that and i'm i'm nobody so maybe this is stupid right but i i think that that art and artists exist to move people and i think the best one of the best ways to sell art and it's just a really complex, a very complicated way to do it, but still one of the best is to create or be part of a movement. Because that's how we look at the, if you look at the history of art, great artists um, who are, you know, there's thousands of artists painting in different genres, but only a few are ever, you know, recognized by everybody. So if we're talking about Impressionism or, um, I don't know, Post-Impressionism, Cubism, Modernism, whatever um i think that people get into it because it's more than a picture 
it's a whole movement. And at the center of that movement are interesting people who are going out doing things in in a different way. Um, and artists are artists are leaders, really. And this is clearly understood if you look at if you look at religion. Because what what is it that a religion what, what is it that religion really sponsors a lot of the time? It's it's really art if you look throughout history. If 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 anybody wants to build a church, you don't want to build an ugly church, you want to build a beautiful church. Mm -hmm. Right? So you'll 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 hire the best architects. Yep. And then take like the Sixteen Chapel, for example. You've got Michelangelo who mm -hmm. did the paintings on the inside and the roof. Mm -hmm. Like they hired like the yep. best artists to yeah. inspire, to create that <clears throat> that awe. And yeah, you're hiring those artists mm -hmm. for your cause. Yeah. To make your cause look even more impressive. Well, part of, yep, absolutely. And we want to we want to highlight the good things of the world. We want to highlight the beautiful elements of of, of the planet that we live on and, and you know the great the great aspects of, of human character and creativity is a great aspect of human character because it leads to innovation and solutions to problems. And and we we need that within and that that's the core of a lot of culture the core of a lot of culture is creativity and the artists whether you're painting a picture or taking a photograph or uh, making a piece of music the artists are at the center of that and wherever there is great art that is produced there is great movement through society and you you see it through any society that you look at through history um the period of enlightenment was a period of great art. Yeah, and um, you can you can argue about postmodernism. I mean, there, <laughs> there are times. I mean, I look at certain. I I lived in Manchester when the Hacienda days was mm. big, but I was yep. too young to enjoy it. Um, but that was a movement that had a collective of people and maybe a, a leader or a few mm -hmm. that helped guide and. Yep you know, create a home for these artists. Collective. A collective, yeah. Yeah. Um, very important. You, you can't you can't do it alone. You need you need you need something to sharpen the sword against. The sword is best sharpened on another sword. And uh, the culture creators who do exist, there are if if you look at governments, you'll find a culture creation department in most governments. It's something that people don't think about. But they understand the value of culture. Like Britpop didn't come out of nowhere. It didn't just rise out of nowhere. It was, uh, can I say, architected? Is that a word? <clears throat> Designed. Uh, it was manuf. It was manufactured, but I don't mean manufactured in a bad way. Yeah, I mean that it was it was nurtured into existence, where you had um, a very simplified example. You had Blur on one side and Oasis on the other. Uh, the same way that you had the Beatles on one side and the Rolling Stones. Pulp. There you go. Pulp. Pulp. Um, I, was, I was thinking about that band just yesterday. Funny you should mention that. Yeah. Was song was do, you, do you remember the song Babies? Mm, no. That was, I remember that when I was at university. That was a great song. Um, and uh, did they have Disco 2000? The Carnival 2000? Yes. Disco 2000? Disco. Disco yeah, 2000. that was a great song. Yeah, great video. Yeah. yeah. So that, Common People. Great song. Ah, oh, the, the, the just the sparking of mm. fireworks in my mind of the glory days of uh, 
of uh, dancing around in small clubs and hitting my head off the ceiling, um, <laughs> which happened. Um, Not for me. <laughs> we all have different experiences. I just remember there was a club when I was at university. There was a club that was in somebody's house. Somebody turned their living room into a club, and it was a really small um, living room. Did you? Could you buy drinks there? Yeah, yeah. My my, was it my memories are a bit foggy and hazy of those days, but um, uh, um, it was cool because there was it was like the only indie independent place, and you 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 could buy. I'm pretty sure you could buy everything and anything there. Um, just do like somebody's house, but you go in and it was a club. Um, why and why not? It's not going to turn my house into a club. Mm-hmm. What well, doesn't the, the name public house come from? People making their homes or a room into a place where people can go and drink. Um, I am aware that the the do. town nearby, like the Burkhead, yeah. that. At one point, had over forty public houses. Well, Burghead had over forty pubs. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and I would imagine <laughs> the scenario would have been that when that was a very, very um, flourishing fishing village mm-hmm. with dozens of fishing boats, mm-hmm. when that crew would come in, yeah. maybe the the skipper's wife, maybe yeah. the skipper had a pub. That, oh, okay. that whole crew would go in and they would drink for okay. a day or few or more. So I would imagine that the the clientele would have been more select mm-hmm. within families and boats, that's crews, and whatnot. That's interesting. That's really that's really interesting. Um, well, it's people people don't really have a strong grasp of history, and um, if you look down throughout history. Alcohol was not readily available to people. It wasn't. It was very difficult to come by. And uh, people had monopolies on it. Uh, one of those uh, religions had monopolies on it. You know, that's one of the reasons that, that they got, one of the reasons how they, they got people into the churches was that you would get a little bit of alcohol. And it wasn't, wasn't a bad thing because, you know, a little bit of the poison is the cure, right? So, you know, people were sick and they would have some strong alcohol. It would actually help them. Um, but it wasn't until about 250 years ago that there was, uh, with industrialization and the growth of independent breweries, that uh, alcohol become became much more readily available for populations, and um, yeah, it led, led to interesting things and difficult choices happening where you know eventually you had like america saying you can't drink until you're 21 yeah. and you had russia saying you can fucking drink as much as you want sure. whenever you want <clears throat> and speaking of america then you had the uh the stage where the saloons yep. were just all over the place yep. moonshine yep. illegal stills yeah the prohibition yep. phase which was probably a good thing well um, they, they they tried to ban the alcohol because you know, it was religious. Well, everybody was drinking. Like Parliament, the sorry, was uh, Congress. They were all drunk. Well, um, I watched a whole series on that that era, mm-hmm. and it was absolute chaos. Um, and very often, you know, guys would get paid for the week's work on a Friday, and often a lot of families, the mothers, the children, mm-hmm. wouldn't see that money because the man wouldn't even get home. Yeah. They would just go straight to the pub, maybe just drink all weekend. Good business. Um, 
to be in definitely mm. they're not good for the family so it was it was yeah. women that started the push to mm. stop and put a clamp down on uh, the drinking yeah yeah it's um i mean that that's there, there's huge cultural things that are uh that are relevant there and you know me me, me spending time out in central eastern europe um i got a completely different perspective on things it's good and bad on all sides yeah and um, it, just as a baseline i sort of believe that i believe in people and i believe that if you actually give people choices at the end they'll make the right choice yeah so i i, I think I'm, I'm for kind of stripping the rules and telling people look make the choices for yourself and here's the here's the example i give right there's uh there's a horrible drink called absinthe which is uh like 70 80 percent strength alcohol and will fuck you up something chronic yeah and i tried it a couple of times and it did what it was supposed to do right <laughs> and um it, it's not was that its original aim or was it used as a, I think it was used uh, as a medicine um, yeah originally a so, disinfectant. yeah well uh, the word alcohol and the word alchemy have the same root dun, dun, dun. so you know originally alcohol was was a was a medicine and um so you can go into any shop basically so like and you can buy a bottle of absinthe right but people don't they don't because they know it'll screw you up mm. yeah and that's that's sort of my and if you're young in certain parts of the world there's there's very few age restrictions on in certain parts of the world there's very few age restrictions on going to bars and buying drinks and you don't find a lot of young people going into bars and buying drinks they make the choice that no i don't want to do that i don't want to get involved in that culture and um and so i think that being self-determinist in a lot of cultures is the beginning of the process of responsibility in that way the same way in france it's like you know the, the 14 year olds can drink wine or something like that yeah and um it, it's not considered bad mm. and uh, so i think in moderation with good people around about you it's cool if you're surrounded by a group of messed up people did uh, you know that that's different kettle of um mm. smoked bacon or whatever you want to stick in your kettle mm. but that's just my, me. my, that's, my, that's my me. first drinking buddy turned out to be an alcoholic um that wasn't a good <laughs> good uh good start to I'm, my my uh relationship with alcohol anyway yeah. i want to get to the point kind of back so, to what you art, were saying sorry or something no, no to no, something else things being a taboo oh okay if um if you're not allowed to to drink or mm. you 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 can't do that when you are actually then given the opportunity mm. free reign to make those choices you will probably go overboard mm -hmm. and kind of fulfill that freedom to make the choice and maybe it, buy it or drink a hell of a lot that's generally the scenario with yeah. like catholic churches you're not you know the in yep. girls girls schools yep. oh my god that the worst the worst idea in human history is is in fact a catholic girl school it's it's in principle it's great but in practice, so many things that are 
principled is great, such as Marxism and principle is great, but it fails to take into account the dark side of human nature. It, you know, it just tends to say, the, everyone's going to share equally and everything's going to be beautiful. And, and you know, the, we, we've tried it many times in many countries and it's always ended disastrously. Um, this, this idea. So, um, <laughs> do you want a story about that? I, right, right next to my university, um, first university that I went to, in was country. Yeah, it was um, near London, because um, I was like, I, I grew up here, and I was like, I'm getting out of here because I don't understand this place, and the world's big, and there's big bright. I want to go where there's bright lights and loud music and noise because i grew up in the countryside and i watched too many tv shows that you know stuff was cooler in the city so off i went not knowing what i was getting into at all sex drugs and rock and roll and um um yeah right next to the university buildings and the halls of residence was a catholic girls school Ooh. oh do you want do you want to make it even worse Catholic girls boarding school. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, oh dear. Um, do you know, um, I don't. Are you able to speak further about this uh, um, <laughs> online? <laughs> Carefully. Uh, look, there. Let, let's let, let me play fair, right? There must be good examples in the world of catholic girls schools <laughs> where everyone follows the christian catholic edicts and principles there must be now i have never in my life come across one of these or not that i was looking right but or met someone who's like oh no that was a really good oh you know who else went to a very strong catholic girls school like my partner right and i say like you know a catholic girl and she, she'll, she'll start laughing right because you know she's like they were the they were the wild ones right because when you the beach ball principle or the you know like when you push it down underwater and you repress it and then you let go right mm -hmm. flies up in the air and it's like what you were saying mm -hmm. yeah if, if you you know, if you say to someone, don't, whatever you do, don't open that door. You know, eventually someone's going to get curious and mm -hmm. going to go and open the door. <clears throat> Especially if you don't have a, a good relationship. So like as a parent that's mm -hmm. saying, no, 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 no. Yeah. And you're going to be like, F you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Same see, with the teachers. Do you remember the film Footloose? <laughs> yeah, I love that film. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Great soundtrack. Some <laughs> funny amazing dancing oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like kevin bacon doing his thing uh, there's, <laughs> there's, there, there, there's just there's those films right there's mm -hmm. just those films that that are sort of they got energy and they're happy and they belong to a certain period of time and they they, they mark something you've got kenny loggins oh, music that 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 classic 80s oh uh, i took i was secret so i was actually listening to that song yesterday, Footloose. <laughs> the yesterday. what a song mm -hmm. and uh um if, if you haven't heard it yeah like go check out kenny yeah. loggins Foot he's got some classics from like the film footloose 
song yeah. is that called Footloose? Yeah, yeah and he didn't even. Uh, he was also uh, got some songs in Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, it's and good. Footloose got remade a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, it got redone, so averagely good. And you know, the soundtrack was was updated, same songs, but mm-hmm. done in a different style, but still cool. And uh, Top Gun's coming out mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so that'll be interesting. And uh, um, back yeah. to great film. Oh, classic 80s. Yeah. And some really ridiculous scenes of him just like angry yeah. and going off dancing. Oh, yeah, get out that, of his system. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, dancing's good for you. Yeah. And it's like, if you, if you want a great film that's not about, you know, guns, drugs, and blowing people's heads off, right? You know, if you want yeah, like a good message to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah the, 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 the main girl um, mm-hmm. that Kevin Bacon. Falls for, falls for, and she falls mm-hmm. for him. She's she's a wild child. Her her yeah. father is a a reverend father. Would you oh, say? It's classic, isn't it? Yeah, it's a classic story. And she was the rebel. She was yep. going against him because he didn't understand. He didn't listen to her. Mm-hmm. And that fracture in their relationship made her rebel. Yeah, and and it all comes around in the end, and they do. Yeah, because at the end, and... at at the end, you know that. that yeah, the religious guy takes, takes takes a step back and he's like, okay, I made a mistake with all these rules. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting because I just finished my latest article this morning, which was just all about rules. The, the positive side and the bad, bad side of, mm-hmm. of if you've got the right rules in place, cause, cause then, then it'll, keep you, it'll keep you on the right road. But life's not a straight road. So what happens when you like cross over the line or cross over? What happens when, you, when you're out with those rules because you're in new territory like oh, yeah. what is what are the rules do you have to experiment to yeah. find out do you have a strategy in well, place well the, the final point in the article let's make lots of different points in the article but the, the final point in the article was in life you have to be very aware if people are playing by the same rules that you're playing by now and, I'm, and you can look at this in many different ways in terms of friendships and business and and and, and whatever else but you have to realize that if somebody else is playing the same game as you, but they're not playing by the same rules, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble. And a lot of life is gamification. I don't know if it's going to be like trouble, but maybe one's going to be more successful if they can hack that game, that system. And game gamification yep. is a really interesting motivation. Even yeah. um, I heard that there's a group of hackers, a real impressive group of individuals that are working mm-hmm. freelance for like security companies and governments, um, and they have created a team of mm-hmm. people that are looking for missing people. Okay. So and they've gamified the whole system uh-huh. so in terms of them collecting data um they've gamified it to kind of spur them on and see it as a game yeah. to kind of keep that their spirits up yeah while so doing something that is maybe slightly dull when they're just yeah. analyzing data yeah but it's also coming back with some really good results of finding people that were not even looked for because the system is over defunded or 
yeah. unfunded to to do such a well, thing. People are overloaded with that kind of thing. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, so was it three in Britain? Like three hundred people disappear per day or something like that. It, it's really I'm serious. Like, I mean, it's it, it. What happens? Where do they go? No, no. What you want going you, on? You, you want to talk statistics, right? And because because I, I I read I read a variety of news stories and um, um, statistics are stunning because whatever the, the newspaper will put something on the front page and it'll be shocking, but it won't be the statistical average of what's happening. Yeah, like so, three hundred people will disappear per day. It's, it, God knows where they go, what happens to them, right? Not only that, there's there's this incredible statistic I read last year, and I have I don't know why this I tell you why this is on my mind because it's we're getting close to winter, it's getting colder, and um, it was it was on my mind because it was a statistic about winter. Every day in the UK in winter, three hundred people die in their own homes from the cold because they have no money for heating. Wow. Every single day in sure? winter. Yes. Yes, I know. Number. I, I per know. Day. Per day. Yep. If you okay, what it is is I. They don't tell you per day, right? They give you a number per year, right? They give you a number per year, and then they say because of cold and winter. And if you I mean, divide, if how. you divide that number by the number of days, you get three hundred people per day in winter die in their own homes because they don't have money for heating. This has been on my mind for many years because mm -hmm. I've heard, and it's from my awareness, it's generally older people mm -hmm. that don't have money. Maybe they've got a, you know, a small pension, yep. um, and they're choosing to buy food over yep. heating. Yep. Um, this is a shocking, shocking scenario. Where who's complicit in this? Is it the government? Yeah. Is it the energy mm -hmm. suppliers? Mm -hmm. Why aren't these people being supported? To where's, have... the, where's the family? Yeah, where's the family? It's because obviously these, these these people don't come from nowhere. They've they, they've obviously got relations of some kind. They worked somewhere in their life because mm -hmm. they got to you know old age. They obviously worked for somewhere in some companies. Um, they don't live in an isolated place. They must live surrounded by other people as well. Mm -hmm. And and how is it that they fall through all of those safety nets? That that to me. Is, is is absolutely unbelievable and the, the crazy thing is that when i you know when it gets colder and um you know it's, it's getting towards the december and in winter and stuff it's 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 something that um always i'd always remember reading about that and going that's just that's just out, outrageous and it's sort of um it's one of the it's one of those crazy statistics that's just constantly swept under the carpet i think because nobody kind of knows what to do about it because we shouldn't, it shouldn't exist in the first place. Well, what could you do about it? I mean, like the the energy, the en what could you do about it? I mean, the energy suppliers, could there be a yeah. support? You yeah. know, like you qualify to get heating mm -hmm. fund a grant to yeah. like, give you enough heating to to keep you going for the for the winter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be a major benefit for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it I mean, might it might not be the energy company's fault. It, you know, maybe these people just don't communicate their their state or their situation to people. Maybe they're they're embarrassed about it, or uh, maybe they don't know how to communicate about it because it's not talked about in general. Um, 
So, and there's this general philosophy that the energy companies are sort of evil money grabbers, but the energy business is a very complicated business. And to provide energy is not something which is a simple process. And so and once it's all set up mm-hmm. as it is, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. keep it, keep it rolling. And yeah, yeah. it's it'll, it'll work, but yeah, it's a very complex system. Yeah. And, but perhaps like people like an old person who needs support for whatever reason, maybe mm-hmm. yeah, it could be a case of like the government saying energy suppliers, please, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like this scenario personally, but mm-hmm. here is money. Mm-hmm. Not that you need it. Mm-hmm. You make sure that person has, you know, enough supply for, for mm-hmm. the for the winter time. And yeah. then multiply that by however many people need it. Well, it's one of those and you know, I like the way that you point out a possible solution there. Because I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna sit here and shit on people and say it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault, it's that person's fault, because life is complicated, right? Uh but um you know those those statistics are crazy and if you look through the papers in winter you know the, the, the it comes up you know at least once during winter there's some story somewhere about how hard it is for uh for for older people in those kinds of kinds of situations and we forget that older people need the same amount of care as younger people because you know it's life is the the up and the down right you know the the first 15 years of life are pretty tough and traumatic for a lot of people and i imagine the last 15 years of life are probably pretty traumatic and tough for a lot of people as well mm. so it, it, it's crazy and other another thing after having lived out in other places for years the average temperature in a british home is about seven degrees lower than the average temperature in a european home that's cr- because of what because of the weather the external weather no it's just it's just cultural it's what it's what the it's what the imagined correct temperature should be so whereas in slovakia like homes should be 22 degrees in britain homes should be 15 and that's no matter what the weather you should always have that constant it's very it's interesting that how different countries have different standards and and people tend to think that whatever's here is the best and some of it is fantastic, but we still need to learn from what other people are doing. And, and you know, the world's a big place, 200 countries and so many different cultures and styles that um, um, there's always something that we can learn from looking at other people's systems mm-hmm. as, as well, which is, which is kind of important. Um, Hell's Bells. Hmm. Hell's Bells. I didn't... Hell's Bells. Yeah. <laughs> We we, we, we we got to foot loose rather 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 it's than just been a, rather than the, and, the yeah a whole nother tangent of it, just, it went off we didn't even get we didn't even get to all the stories about all the things being stolen that we we, we, no. got, we, we got or how to sell landscape photographs how to sell landscape photographs let's <laughs> <laughs> sell it damn it <laughs> just put a number yeah. on it no well that well, mean we need to be a bit just, more uh, focused. Yeah. No, I need to be focused. You're perfectly focused. I'm all over the shop, right? So, um, I blame me constantly. Okay. Um, I'll blame you too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That that reaffirms my belief that, <laughs> that I'm, I am. You're the, the one with this wonderful note. 
Notepad with uh, with no notes on it. It's just some a... highlights of points to yeah. not make. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but good chat. I thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs> do you know what it's going to be? I think it's going to be like a like like the bait is going to be like we're going to do it today, and we're never gonna... <laughs> if if we ever actually get to it, it'll be really sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perhaps like <clears throat> a list of points or subjects topics yeah and today you know first one is yay yeah gonna be this and then moving on yes and here's the time limit yeah and um moving on good goals to and perhaps consider trying next time yes well mix it up right mix it up because if both structured and unstructured time Mm -hmm. feed off each other you can't have one mm-hmm. without the other, right? Um, yeah, so we've passed the um, hour. We passed everything. Yeah, we just, we just, we just. Which means yeah. it is. Yeah, which means you're late for whatever, whatever yeah, it is you well, want to do. Yeah, I'm going. I'm actually speaking today at oh, wow. Mori to oh. a class of filmmakers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I've that... been invited to speak. And it's going to be video conference because most of the Ooh. students don't are not based in Mori. Um, All Ness, I believe, is where the majority of these film filmmaking students are going to be based. Anyway, so I'm speaking to them for between twenty and thirty minutes um, oh. with a Q and A at the end. Um, the the aim of it is mm-hmm. to share my experiences, share some links to videos. Mm-hmm and um answer some questions about my experiences with filmmaking i hope that you there'll be some way for you to record that because that, that sounds like it's something really unique and special yeah that's you could good, maybe i'll ask yeah if you can if it, if if it can be, be recorded in some way and then you can you know stick it up on your website or yeah. share it or just yeah. cut you cut out a little you know two minutes some, of it sure, some snippets of the good yeah. bits yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every presentation has got that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of I was thinking of, yeah, maybe I could just set up a camera too and yeah. film some of it at least. And, but yeah, it should be yeah, because I mean, that's you're going to be creative during the presentation. If you can document some of that creativity, mm-hmm. that's more material to explain to them. Hey, look at this. What I'm doing now is another part of the creative process. Sharing exactly. is a part. Is that what one of my aims was to? recommend them sometimes it's not about knowing what you're going to create just start doing it and maybe the mm. the overall picture of the film that you're mm. making the content that you're recording will come clear and i've done that on a few occasions of just helping say an artist i worked mm-hmm. with quite a few artists based at Murray college and helping them make a film and yep. they didn't have an idea we had some kind of visions for shots we mm-hmm. did that we and then expanded and then mm-hmm. kind of got an idea of what the theme the overall theme of this film was about yeah sometimes okay. yeah you need to be structured you need to have everything in place you need to have every scene in place and i've mm-hmm. done that and like the topics we were about to speak about today we didn't get around to it and mm-hmm. one film i made it was a music video and i had spent like five hours going through the song mm-hmm. okay for that first 10 seconds we're going to have this scene next 10 seconds this scene mm-hmm. none of it happened <laughs> um and then we only had two hours to film and 
just rolled with what was possible and then I just stitched together something completely different, but it still works in its in yeah. its own way. Well I had this um story about filmmakers once that um just a like a little story to finish on that um that it's really difficult for it's really difficult to hit all your marks and get everything done properly, especially when you're making a big film. Because if you consider the two to three years of processes involved in preparing everything to make a big film, uh, you know, it's funding and you know script and getting the actors and finding the locations and then getting the cameraman and getting everything all you know getting getting the the the, the food crew there so that people get fed and you know you're, you're sorting it all out and you, you're setting everything up to get the shot that you want and the sun goes down and you're like ah oh, shit we've missed it <laughs> i don't i think on a big scale big budget yeah. film that's not going to happen because there's going to be somebody but it, that is going to be that is their job to make sure that they start at that specific time but, because they already know that the sun's going down yeah. in an hour. But, mistake, but on my mistakes, on my scale, yeah, on my have you no seen budget, the, have, that have, does happen. Have you seen um, the Errol Flynn film where he's drunk on the horse and they couldn't they couldn't find him sober during the filming, so in almost all the scenes he's drunk. And there's the, in one of the scenes, he's he's on a horse and he's just swaying from swaying from side to side. It's so completely obvious he's trashed. I think it's uh, I think it's the Adventures of Don Juan, uh, where he was like drunk through the whole. And so you know when you something you you, sure, that you can't part of the character of Don Juan. Well, because Errol Flynn, doesn't it? Choice. You know that's uh, that's the way it goes. Hey, Nate, thank you very much for coming in today. I really, appreci- I really appreciate that. It's an absolute pleasure to uh, sit and uh, chat with you and let ideas go. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Forth. Yeah, it's good to um, just riff and um, get used to this whole experience of being on a camera and, and being live. And seeing, being live and Doing just it live. chatting. Yeah, and um, uh, Nate Portraits is on Facebook. Murray Jewell is on Facebook. And so um, you can uh, you can follow Nate's work, and uh, I like to follow it. It's uh, I like to see what you're doing. Uh, the creative stuff is is very inspirational. I like it. It's cool. Right, we're done. Uh, it's made Murray live. Um, thanks very much for tuning in. I imagine nobody got to the end, but that's okay. Uh, life's a journey, not a destination. Cool. <laughs>